I do not understand you. And I will never understand you. That is a fact and one of increasing concern. And on top of this, my enemies now call you king. And they called you a weasel, Lord. Neither is true. Welcome to The Last Kingdom by Marion Blake, brought to you from Providence, Rhode Island. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So let's sit back, relax, and see how England was made. My name is Blake, and you know, I, I love, I love splashy filmmaking. I love it. Just, I know some people are against it. Some when when the when the show or the movie says, "Look at me, I'm so special. Look what we're doing." I am all about that life, and we got that today in that final scene. That final scene of Tura and and Ethelfled running away, and it's just this one giant one shot. Oof. Oh Hot my mess goodness! Express. That is for certain. Oh, I loved every second of it. Give, give it all. Give me all the flashiness. So we are really excited. Those of you at jointhenerdclan.com, you of course voted for this to be our next podcast, and I got to tell you. Thank you. Thank you for picking such an exceptional series. It's really captivating, Blake and I. It is making it so hard for us to watch one episode at a time as it is available to be binged on Netflix. But if you were one of the lucky people who voted for this show, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast. And if you are not yet a member at jointhenerdclan.com, this is our call to you to join now for a little as $2 a month. You really make a huge, huge impact in this mom and pop podcast. And I do want to make sure you all know as we are heading into the holiday season, as I I believe the holiday season begins at Labor Day. <laughs> that uh, we we do send holiday cards to our friends who are at the. Uh, let's see. I forget what the level is. Uh, I think it's Kinsman and Up. Kins, kinsman level and up. You will be getting holiday cards from us. So please make sure if you do want a little loving from Blake and I that you sign up at jointhenerdclan.com. All right, let's get into the show. All right, let's do it, shall we? We shall. All right, here we are, episode six of season two, and we're going to be learning a little bit about the episode details. Yes, right? absolutely. Uh, of course, as Mary said, episode six, uh, the director was Jamie Donahue, who did the last episode, and if you remember, uh, Jamie Donahue has done a couple of different ep- uh, episodes of television, including The Innocence, Endeavor, and as always, a discovery of witches. So all of you nerds out there that love a discovery of witches, go back, check it out. It's actually episode 301. It's the premiere of season three. Very so cool. check that out. And the writer was Chris Bouchard, the um, showrunner for The Last Kingdom. This is the first episode that he's written, not for this season, but in the past um, three or four episodes. This is the first one he's written. So that is that. Marvin, your shields rating, what do you got? I give it a 4.9. Honestly. Okay. This is a really good episode. <laughs> Fair enough. I like I, I like where your head's at. Let's, <gasps> there you go. Let's do it. Let's let's How let's keep you? going. Uh, for me, oh, you know, I think I'm going to give this one a four point nine myself again. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I, I really liked this episode quite a bit. Um, I was a big fan, and and I loved it because of all the different contrasts. And we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but your shields rating, I mean, not your shields rating, your GBG. What do you got for your GBG, Marvin? Okay, so my good for this episode um, is, okay, my good for this episode was Father Bianca, once again. I mean, he's just like my go-to when it comes to things that I love about the show. I loved that he, of course, not only is is married to Tira, but he- um, Tura. The, Tura, whatever. I gotcha. You know, Tira, Tura, <laughs> Tira, 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 Tira,
I loved that moment where, you know, he's asked to see if Princess A, Princess Ethelwed, Ethelfled. whatever, exactly. That's of the nerds. Mm-hmm. The princess, <laughs> if she had been unfaithful, if she actually had been deflowered and used by other men in the past. And, you know, he really feels so awkward. Like, this is the princess. Yeah. This is uh, totally wrong. And really, I just loved how he just like threw it down. Like, I'm not making you do this. You are fine. If, da- if God wants to strike me down, so be it. Boom. See, not struck down. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my good. Just I, I adore him so incredibly much. Um, my bad is Alfred. Alfred just not listening to anybody, not listening to Otter, even though Otter's straight up telling him, you are making the poor choice. Yeah. He's got Squirt, what's his guy's Stiapa. name? Stiapa. saying like, I would trust him with my with my life. Yeah. Everyone, you know, you you think of everything he's been through with Uhtred. Of course, Blake and I are, are able to be just watching these shows, these episodes once a week. So remembering Al, um, Alfred's life being saved with Uhtred, you know, in the swamplands and everything, they've been through so much. You yeah. would have thought that they're bromance would be a little stronger but oh no 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 no, no. so shame (laughs) on you Alfred you are my bad and my great for this episode is just that last scene the last scene of the camp being raided uh, like you were talking about I just thought that like this was one of the hardest times for us to stop and say, shoot, we can't go into the next episode. We need to do the podcast. So yeah, that was my great. Was that last scene? Yeah, I feel you on that one. Uh, and, and of course, that's going to be my great as well. So I'll just throw that out there right now. But my good uh, is it's the the brothers, Eric and Siegfried. Uh, I feel like they're actually really people right now. They're not just the bad guy. They're Tweedledee not, and Tweedledum, yeah, yeah, they're not the villain. Uh, they're they're actually really people who have made choices and they can reflect on those choices and they're back and forth in this episode um you know was especially about the cross and how it kills people and uh is like and then they're just joking and busting balls and and you get to see what a brotherly relationship yeah. like as so far it's been just very it's been very mechanical and it's mm-hmm. been very like oh it must be bad you I'm know? naughty I'm, I, I'm, I'm I chop uh, people up yeah. <laughs> um, I wear fur I want to be the lord of chaos like and not to say that's bad but it just it's not real it, which it, one is that one which is the handless one uh, Siegfried Siegfried okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know right, what Mary that's their name you get this one Egg freed. Egg freed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my bad. Uh, Ethelred. Oh, Ethelred, Prince Hans. Prince, mm-hmm. He is just the worst. He's he the, the it's, It has nothing bad to do with the show. It's got like how the writing or the directing or anything. It's just this guy sucks. He sucks and he blows. He oh, is gosh. awful. Can I just tell you that he's giving me like anxiety about future uh, lovers of our children mm-hmm. because I'm just sitting there be like, oh my gosh, if this, obviously like this wouldn't happen. Yeah, no. It's not going to be of this level. Mm-hmm. But just like there's scummy people out there and they better not be <laughs> dating my kids and making them cry. Obviously it does a heck of a lot more to the princess than make her cry. But I'm just saying I don't trust people right now. I've yeah. watched way too much Netflix and like, I don't trust strangers. <laughs> Tiger King and don't F with cats. Granted, I'm a podcaster who ends up hanging out with my strangers in yeah, real that's life. True. That's a good point. That's a good Ooh, point. You like Harry Potter? I Ooh, trust me you. Too. Here's my credit card. <laughs> um, but, and I, I love the line, uh, from Ethelwald, where he says, it's a pretty bread pudding of a boy. And he, Ethelred, is... Bread pudding. Is, oh, bread pudding is good. You've you've given me the love of bread pudding. You're welcome. It's a I, hug. It is a hug. It is definitely a hug. I'm I'm in on the bread pudding life, especially the, the chocolate bread pudding that we just had recently with the caramel. Oh. You're welcome. Anyway, the, the pretty bread pudding of a boy from Ethelwald, that description is great, but it is not Ethelfled. Ethelfled, I'm sorry, Ethelred, he Same. is is bad news, bad news. And I just feel so terribly for Ethelfled. Speaking of Ethelfled, uh, my great, my great is a tie. The first one goes to the score that was playing uh, while Ethelfled was being introduced during the wedding scene. Uh, it is this beautiful, like a, a tandem digital and traditional score mm. that it, it, it was, it married everything perfectly together mm. that the show is trying to accomplish. Uh, Loved every second of it. But the real great, of course, and and it just has to be this, it's that final one shot. Um, that final one shot. And it was not all done in one take, by the way. It was um, – you can see certain edits where they're made. Like the movie 1917, the one that we went to mm-hmm. go – that was like I think the last – 
movie we saw in the theater before the pandemic, by the way. Uh, 1917 was the one about World War One, and uh, the soldiers going through the the back country of England yeah. um, or Germany, I think. Yeah, it was Germany. Um, that whole movie was one giant take. Well, it was one giant shot, but it was edited and spliced to together in certain, like. in certain places where the screen goes dark or someone covers up the camera uh, so that you can see the edit. Mm-hmm. Well, you can... You don't necessarily see the edit. There's no break, but you can tell that that's where they edited it. And that is what happened with this particular one shot. It was stunning. And you were right in the middle of the 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 desperate attempt of trying to escape and Ethel Fled running away and Tura being like, death is coming! Like, like all of that. Uh, I... Oh. Give me all the flashy filmmaking that you can that you can possibly give me. I am in on flashy filmmaking. So that is that, Marvin. That is my good, my bad, and my great. What else stands out to you in uh, this particular episode, my darling? Well, I think if you're sitting down from Alfred's perspective, I would like to kind of talk things through with with his risk board placement of what he's trying to do and the choices that he's making because okay. he's on my crap list, right, Alfred? How come? Get out of here. Because he's not choosing Uhtred and he's talking smack. Uh, yes. You know, for Otter to be like, yes, he did go into Daneland. Yes, he did go talk to people, but he's back here and he's telling you the truth of it. Now, granted, Alfred says, yeah, it wasn't until I asked him. Sure. I asked him, did you go into Daneland? What did you do there? A fair what assessment. did you see? You know, so had I not asked him, he wouldn't have confessed to doing all of this. So it's just, it's a really tricky spot for Uhtred to be in because for Uhtred to be this amazing soldier that he is for Alfred, he needs to be both Dane and Saxon. He yeah. needs to kind of know what's going on on both sides. And he always has been true to Alfred. He's taken the knowledge that he has of the Danes, the way that they fight, uh, the movements that they're going to be making, all of this. He's taken this and he has um, brought it to to Alfred's attention. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And And he's not... You're right. Alfred is just not listening. And I think that is part of what makes this episode so special because Mm -hmm. the contrasts, as I noted at the beginning of our podcast here, the contrasts here are just phenomenal. I mean, whether it is Alfred uh, not taking the word of a heathen or, you know, uh, someone who doesn't believe in God – a trusted person, someone who has had his back. Yes, he's done a couple of things here and there that are a little questionable, but like he's had his back. Yeah. But then he t- he actually takes the word of someone who believes in God, uh, and that being Ethelred, and that's the guy that's beaten his daughter. Like, and he's doing it just because the guy believes in God. Like, you know, for him to go and he kind of is like, oh, this is what a pagan hall looks like. You know, just he keeps. Hating you, you've been able to see it. You've been able to see him really loathe the fact that one of his right hand men is pagan. Yes, you know, and hates that about him. And um, you know, it's it just stinks. And obviously, Uhtred feels that way. Like he's never going to look at me as the person of my worth that I know I am. That I know mm-hmm. I have been to this country for the lives that I've saved, the the lands that I've saved, all because of me being a pagan. Yeah, uh, and that's. That is the hardest part for me. Um, and I don't even really see Uhtred as like a practicing pagan. No, he's just going about his day. He's just he's just him, but he's not a Christian, and that's the and difference. And that's the, if, if you're not a Christian and yeah. you don't believe in God, then you're a pagan. That yeah. is it. Like, no matter what you do, no matter, uh, it, it, you you could be like, no, God's cool, man. I just, like, I'm not I'm not into it. Uh, you're a pagan. Mm-hmm. And, and that is that black and white, uh, movement from Alfred, and he's suffering from it a little bit here because he's losing faith uh, from the people that ha- do have his back. Uh, you know, he, he, there's that great subtext of that scene where Alfred does kick Uhtred out, and you see the looks that Stiapa and Ada give Alfred, and they're like, dude, are you sure you want to? Like, yeah. Do this. Like, I mean, Otter's even the one who's like, "Can I go tell him personally?" Yeah. You know, because I actually like him. So how about we give him at least that respect? <laughs> yeah, something, so something, whatever we can do. And building on top of these contrasts, Mary is some other great 
contrasts. The way that this episode started with um, Gisela in the water and just like showing her back mm -hmm. and the, the two of them, Uhtred and Gisela, kind of just, you know, like playing around and uh, doing what they did. Little and, tubby time. Yeah, little tubby time. Tubby time is good. I'm in the tubby time. Uh, but it, the episode starts off so wonderfully and so like calm. calm and the way that it ends is the exact opposite you know uh, such a great contrast well, it's funny because you know we heard alfred say as soon as utrid comes back you know make sure his wife stays here because we're going to use her almost like the bait that he yeah. can't come back without seeing his wife and we're going to catch up with him so when we opened on that shot of them having a little tubby time in the pond and she's even <laughs> joking like i don't really feel super clean but whatever um <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, that went swimmingly. Like he's yeah. already back with his wife. There were no big repercussions. Yeah, yeah. No, fail. <laughs> you know, yeah, actually, yeah. It's We get the gorgeous wedding though. The royal wedding. Oh, let's okay. All right. I have to call out Gisela's outfit in this in this. She scene. won. She won the day. She was the Pippa. Oh, she was totally <laughs> the Pippa. Oh my goodness. No, ain't nobody looking at Princess A. Oh, everybody's no. looking at everyone's Gisela. Looking at Gisela. Yeah, shit. That, That's that. who the tabloids are going to write about. <laughs> that is who everyone's going to be talking about. She's the Pippa. You know she is. Everyone was like, "Dang, <gasps> dang, girl, showing up with that red dress. Mm -hmm. Come on now, come on now. You can't upstage the bride like that. She doesn't care. It, it, she does not care. And Ethel, you know what? I liked the Ethel Fled dress. I did, but the pink and the blue. I'm, I'm not a. It was too too muted for her. She needs more bold. Oh, see, I saw it very um, Princess Aurora with the pink blue fairies going back and forth. I want pink, I want blue, I want pink, I want blue. And I was like, this is a nice compromise. <laughs> you know, I think what it helps, I think one of the things that is difficult in this show is that Ethel fled yep. princess. You know, is she supposed to be shown in kind of this age range that is somewhat nebulous? You can feel that the show is going to be hanging out with these people as they get older you know yeah, three right. years has already gone by Correct. right yep. and it's been the same actress so she needs to act be able to portray someone who is young like how old is she supposed to be maybe 16 maybe yeah 17? my guess is 16 17 um, and yet i feel like i'm hoping she doesn't die too soon so maybe we'll be seeing her 21 22 23 so they need to kind of have these characteristics like the dress you know in the in that fashion too that we're able to see even with the queen like nothing's like sultry like the pagans do it's yeah, a very right. much more like less form-fitting it's of the time. Um, but I saw that with the pastel pink, the pastel blue, as this younger innocence. Sure, I like that. I, I'll give you that one. Great thing about Ethel Fled, too, in this uh, episode also is that, again, we're, we're getting some great contrasts from Ethel Fled. That being the fact that she has been brought up by Alfred as this princess, like someone who should be speaking her mind. Mm -hmm. Someone who is like very, uh, I hate to use this term, but like woman forward, like for, for that time. Um, just very forward thinking. Like she's no, grown up I, with her mom. Her mom completely speaks her mind. Right. And like, like I have helps. an opinion. You're gonna hear yeah. this. And like no, it's it's like I was brought up to talk about politics and stuff. Uh, yet at the same time, she's married to this jabroni Ethelred, who's you know, Prince Hans, and he doesn't want any of that crap. Mm -hmm. And yet, Ethelred still feels the need to do her duty. And just take it, just and, and do everything that is against what she would normally think to do for herself and just take it and say, oh, this is my duty. I have to do this for Alfred. See, I, I didn't necessarily see it as that way. I saw it as more, I need to do this because I am going to get more power out of this because I am you know, a chess piece that needs to be played. And, um, and obviously you feel terribly for her as she's, she's being raped by her now husband yeah. and, um, you know, it's just being emotionally and physically beaten by her in, in different ways. And this is just the beginning, sadly, but luckily she's kind of being kind of rescued. Yeah, in a right. sense. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, I'm like, well, can't At least be. she's away from that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> you wanted to get away? The universe provides. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like, I kind of felt like when she was able to say that to Tira. Tura. Tura. I'm always going to mess up her name. <laughs> you are going to. It's okay. It's fine. Um, that she says, like, no, I have a role to play in this. I am still the daughter of Alfred. You know, I... 
you almost got the sense that she wanted to say something to her dad when she passed by him praying. You know, mm-hmm. she was kind of standing there kind of waiting. And obviously he would have seen the sadness in her face. He knows the light that she's able to bring forth. But let's also remember that this princess has been trained in battle. You know, she's been trained in like sword fighting and stuff and she doesn't mess around. So sure. I'm excited to see what happens for her. I kind of feel like this is going to be her big break. <laughs> like that she's going to go off and do you think she's going to do anything to like, like pagan that princess up? Is she going to like, is she going to get egg freed? <laughs> is she going to kill him? Do you think? I don't even know. I just feel like she's going to have a blast. They'll be like, hey, princess, do you want to learn how to fight? Yes, I do. Would you like some fur and braids? Yes, I do. You want to have a sexy dress? You bet. <laughs> you bet I do. Because they're not going to kill her. Mm-hmm. No, they're definitely not going to kill her. And I don't think that they're going to give her the tour treatment. I doubt it because she's because she's the princess of Alfred. If they end up like torturing and raping and doing all of that to her, yeah. they've got big issues. But yep. if they're able to have her and leverage that, yeah, they're not going to give her the turret treatment. I, I don't think so. No, I'm pretty. I'm hopeful. I mean, I know that I'm an optimist. So actually, we could just turn into the next episode and she's like crying and bloody and beaten. I'd be like, well, <laughs> well, there goes saw that, that. coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of Tura, uh, there's also some great contrasts in this episode, too, uh, between uh, the two weddings. Uh, first, we have the wedding between Bianca and uh, Tura. By the way, uh, the the stipulation of marriage and not marriage, uh, we'll, we'll get into this later. Someone has uh, sent us a message about that and whether or not Bianca could marry Tura and, and not give up being uh, a priest. So we'll get into that later. Um, but that marriage is one of... Love and respect and... Did Uchid become uh, a minister online like I did to marry them? <laughs> is he a re- I'm, I'm a reverend. Reverend Mary Catherine that, Larson. T- yes, that is very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, yes. <laughs> she yeah. actually just married a good friend of ours. Yeah. So there, there's that. Um, that marriage is one of love and respect and care and, and, and friendship and mutual respect. Whereas the other wedding, the more grand wedding... Uh, is one of politics and expediency and world building and the the respect for those marriages are is is very clear. You can see it the way that um, Bianca escorts uh, Tura out of the boat when they're when they're on the boat, and he just like he grabs her hand and gives her a kiss and everything. Just a little knight in shining armor. By uh, shining armor, I mean I potato sack. <laughs> Potatoes. You are that to our wedding. Oh, Mary. Oh, that was good. Wearing a potato sack. Essentially. Uh, and and you can see the contrast too with the um with the way that Ethel Red just gets out of the boat and Ethel Fled's like still there and just chilling out and he just gets up and walks off. I, you know. Oh, God, I'm out on this guy. I'm out. I'm out. Totally out. Want nothing to do with him. But, you know, the more that I think about it, this show has really exceeded my expectations, I think. Um, and I wonder why, and this, is a, and this episode really brought this to my attention. I wonder why more people aren't talking about this show. Well, it's off season right now. No, I know, but like in general, like it's not in the the pop culture zeitgeist. And maybe it's because it's, you know, a period piece and it's not necessarily it kind of like um kind of like Outlander a little bit. Did a farce, it's not 100% definable what it is. Uh you, you can't call it a sword and sandal epic because it's not. You can't call it fantasy because it's not. Uh, you can call it historical fiction, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, it can be that. Um, but it's not like it's it's. What would you, if someone asked you what this show was? What's your elevator pitch for it? Vikings invading England. So yeah, h- historical fiction. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But it just, I, I just, I what I what I wanted to get at was. I love that this show is full of all these political moves and these backstabbings and these 
machinations. I think it's just an oversaturated market. I think right now, particularly, um, you know, there's just so much TV to be had that you've got your people who just watch like the main non non streaming, non cable platform TV, and they know what they like. Um, and then you have people who have their specific types of genres and they stick to that. So you find your community of, of like-minded people, but like, is this going to be a show that everybody talks about when you guys get together on Sundays for football? Probably not. Like, unless yeah. they already like that type of genre. Um, it could be something, what I like about it being on Netflix is Netflix is pretty good about getting to know you and getting to know your preferences and then saying, you may like this. Yeah. True. Good you know, point. a lot of people I know have found Outlander because of that, because of their their tastes and styles. And now that Outlander has its previous seasons on Netflix, a lot of people are finding it. So I assume that that's what happens with The Last Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It, it, also, in addition to the brothers becoming uh, more of real people and having good, like, actual back and forth that somebody I feel like people would actually have in mm-hmm. conversation, right? Uh, we're also getting that too with Team Uhtred a little bit here. Uh, Team Uhtred is having a lot more um, relaxed back and forth. It doesn't feel stilted. It doesn't feel written. It feels authentic. It feels authentic. And and uh, a great example of that is when Finnan and Uhtred are in the, like this area, like this uh, the the main hall area, and Ethelwald is talking to them. He just won't shut up about the dead guy. And just and Finnan looks at Uhtred and just says. Should I hit him? You know, like, yes. <laughs> and uh, and you know, Ethelwald smiles. Everybody smiles mm-hmm. and everybody laughs. Uh, this is what you're looking for when you're creating relationships in in in, in your story. This easy back and forth uh, between the people when you feel like I would actually say something like that. Uh, because of that, those relationships are are getting better. Dare I say? Dare I say? Finnan is getting into Leah Frick territory. I mean, I'm I'm interested in him. I think he's a fine specimen. Yes. So he can hang out. He doesn't need to die this season. He doesn't need to have the one season stint that Leah Frick had. He could he could stay a little longer. I think he's gonna. I think all of these characters are gonna be sticking around longer. I think uh, we'll, Citrix's we'll gonna see. be around Until longer. Until there's war. Yeah, I still think Finnan's gonna survive. I think they know their mistake. What they did with Leah Frick, mm-hmm. and they they know that they need somebody to. To like be around. Okay, so let's talk about people who I do want to die. Okay, who do you want Ethelred, to die? Ethelred, aka Prince Hans, yes. and his little friend. What's his little friend with a bull haircut? <laughs> Speaking of that, oh what? my god. When Uhtred goes to the guy and says, I cannot remember your name. Like, you're speaking for all of us, Thank Uhtred. you. Thank you. you. You're just a guy with a, with a, a Lloyd Christmas haircut. <laughs> like, you just showed up. His name is Aldhelm. Stupid name. <laughs> At least that's what I remember it being. Old okay. Helm. Um, anyway, yeah. he's obviously the puppet master. Yeah, this guy. Between Ethelred and Guthrum, or Guthred, what was the prince was the king's king's name? Oh, uh, Guthred. Yeah, whatever. Between <laughs> these jabronis, like, yeah. what are we doing here? But obviously, yeah. Ethelred stinks even more because of how he's treating the princess. Yeah. But we've got this puppet master here, bull haircut, Floyd Christmas haircut guy. <laughs> Who's just like, oh, what I really want is for Alfred to die and us to go to war, and that's going to be great because then we can kill him. Ha 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 ha. And you could be the king of all. (laughs) 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 I want him to have a moment of maniacal laughter. Just like that. Like, in case the viewers didn't know who the real bad guy is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Because he looks like such a dweeb. Oh, he is such a dweeb. And I love it. But I'm a little scared of him. He's he's moving pieces. Well, because he's he's not like a warrior physique. You know what I mean? Yep. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna speak to the king. Like, where's where's Ethelred's parents at this wedding? Why does this guy get to sit at the head table? Who are you? Who he's is this like, guy? He's like, he's my bestie. So he gets yep. to where I go. My bestie goes. Good friend of the show, someone uh, that is very close to us, our friend Tim, actually has a fantastic destined to be theory of the week. Do tell. That uh, Aldhelm and Prince Hans, they're a thing. Ethelred. Ethelred. They're a thing. 
bromance. Are you are you co-signing on this on this idea that I'm like down for that. it's a little bravehearty, as my friend uh, Tim said. It's a little little bit of braveheart there. Listen, but it. Do you think it's reasonable? Yeah, yeah. If you look at it from that context and the way that they look at each other and the way that they speak to each other, and something also tipped me off to this too when, it, when Ethelred looks in the mirror and he says, "How do we look?" How do we look? Yeah, and he's and Aldhelm look says like royalty or whatever it was, you know, like whatever Lloyd Christmas. Like said. when you're out going as a couple and you're trying to make sure that your outfits kind of coordinate, don't clash too awfully much. How do yes. we look? Do we look okay? We're polished. We're, we're good. good. We're good. Right. Yeah, like I think that they might be a thing. I'm here for it. I'm kind of here for it too. And and maybe uh, mm, if mm. not, it's okay. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if it's here, I'm here for it. Yeah, sure. What else? Uh, by the way. Uh, talking about Daneland at Ethelfled's wedding, is that the proper time to speak about Uhtred going into Daneland? Who's talking about it? Uh, Alfred, remember, summoned oh, yeah. uh, Uhtred. Listen, I got to tell you, people who run big businesses, work never sleeps, okay? Just because <laughs> it's a wedding, like... Alfred's like, yay, I'm glad you're married. Okay, let's keep going. Because like the wedding wasn't about love. The wedding was a risk move. It was a chess move, you know? So he's here for business, and he doesn't have time to sleep. And the people he needs to talk to are here. Yeah, it's true. Say say it with me now, Mary. It always goes back to the Godfather. I don't believe that. It always goes back to the Godfather. Good for you. You handle family business at weddings. And you you have to go off. You got to do things. You got to take care of it. That you handle but everybody's them. already there. <laughs> That's and they what I'm saying. Bite, so they're not hangry. So you know you can talk to them somewhat reasonably. But that that level of disconnect between Alfred and Uhtred is so apparent. And there's even a level of disconnect between uh, Aylesworth and her daughter. Uh, there's this moment after the brutal scene between Ethel Fled and Ethel Red. Mm-hmm. After the brutal scene, as soon as that scene is finished... Uh, Aylesworth, who is Alfred's wife, comes up and is talking to Alfred as they're walking down the hall. And she says, you know what? That's a great day. Really successful day. Clueless, mom. Clueless. Like a total disconnect between Mm -hmm. the two. Uh, While she's saying this, we have... Um, but she didn't. There's no way that she could have known. Because leading up to the wedding, the Ethel wed... Ethel Red. Red. No, yeah. the princess. Oh, Ethel, Ethel fled. fled. Whatever. See, once again, the princess was like, I'm so happy. That's true. So she That's couldn't have point. known until after. But it's more it's more of a narrative disconnect. You know, it's more of um, you know, an editorial mm. viewer disconnect that we can see. We know. And it, it goes to show you, you know, how blind all the blinders that are in place. All the blinders that are in place because of this godly versus ungodly, uh, Christian versus pagan thing. Like, let's, I mean, for all the strengths that Aylesworth has, she is very ignorant of life and the people that serve her husband, Hmm. in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, Speaking of serving husband, can we talk about the Saxon jabroni who talked too much last episode but brought it this episode? Oh, Warrior Monk, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Warrior Father, Father Warrior. uh, That's what I'm calling uh, him. uh, Keep keep vamping. I loved it it because Uhtred was like, oh, I know that guy. That guy's the guy that wouldn't be quiet, but he said he's a warrior. Uhtred. Wonderful memory skills, by the way. Okay, got this. And how about he fight for his freedom? The guy is awesome. And one of the things that I've enjoyed about the Danes is they're pretty good about sticking to their word. You know, he's like, well, are you sure? I I could kill this guy. I will not kill him. Mm -hmm. But are you sure I get to go free? And then what do you know? Eggfried comes on up and slices the guy's throat anyway with his little extra appliance, his appendage. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what he does. His knife hand. Like, oh, well, you lost to Father Warrior anyway, so we're done with you. Father Warrior, can I please go home with Uhtred? Perling. Perling. Oh, that's his name. That is not a warrior name. (laughs) That's that's more of like a... Sounds like peg leg. (laughs) Sounds like you've been in the library all day. Hi, I'm Father Perling. Perling, hi. No. You see my ear medicine? Father Warrior is much better. <laughs> Do you think, uh, Father Warrior, how is he going to handle things going forward? Oh, that's a good... I mean, I don't think it's coincidence that Siegfried goes up to him and says, join us. 
And Pertleg does do the right thing. He says, nah, not maybe 10 years ago, maybe, yeah. but now I fight for God. I, I just, I think that has, you don't ever write something and have it be totally useless. Every single line of dialogue has to have a purpose. It could be for one purpose or another, but it, 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 it always, always, always must be purposeful. Um, with and this intent. show does that. And this show does that. Uh, so there is going to be, I think, this struggle between, do I stick with Alpha, who sent Warrior. me over here? Father Warrior. Do I, do I stick with that? guy sent me over here, to let me to the dogs. But Uhtred saved me. Right, so Maybe now I'm is he going to be part Uhtred. of... Ter- yeah, I like, think he's Team Uhtred. I think he's going to be Team Uhtred, And I'm too. here for it. I loved the dark humor from him. Just, uh, yes. you know... Um, and how he kind of acted like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Is this? Didn't he say like I always stick with the pointy end? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do I do this again? When he's like, I got this. You man. know, he's like, unlike the Saxons and unlike the Danes, the Romans were clever. You know, yes. like those little those little lines. Yes, those little lines are keep happening throughout this episode. Another cool little line that just keeps repeating itself is Clappa. Uh, kept talking about food. Oh, the mustache guy, white can, mustache. Can you get me some food? Yes. I okay. need some. I, hey, Jimmy, I need food. So I need a little clarification because I've got a little bit of it mixed up. Because when Uhtred and Ethelred decide to go invade the uninvadable castle. Yes. Siegfried and Eric are supposed to be in that castle, right? It, yes, it's London. It's not necessarily a castle. Okay, London. Oh, okay. yes, that's what it is. Okay. So where did they go? When when Uhtred rescues Father Warrior, yes, okay, and then they like left, they left. and then they made this plan, yes. with um, with Alfred, with Alfred and with Ethelred, and then they go back to London. Mm-hmm. Is Father Warrior fighting with them? Then I forget. I Did not show him there. I'm really concerned about him. I think that he's awesome, and he's like, I want to keep him. Hey, he went off on his own way. Maybe you know he probably. He went on like a little vacation. Maybe he a spa, a spa day. Uh, I was yeah. just gonna say, he, yeah, you know, little he, mud treatment, deep tissue massage, a float tank. <laughs> yeah, float. Like you were tank. almost just crucified. So let's give you, let's give you the weekend oh, off. Oh man, you can oh. come join us for the next battle. I'm oh, sorry. Go so ahead. this battle comes in. We got Alf Ethelred. Yes, Prince Hans, Prince Hans, who's just like, listen to me. I know everything. Yeah, this is what we're going to do, and bada 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 bada. Both of their plans stink. They're they both not great. The camp alone. I know. With all the ladies. Why would you do that? You wouldn't leave like a couple of guys in the like. Even if they left a couple of guys back, it I think still they did leave it. a couple of guys. Maybe sure. They always leave a few. They always leave a few to protect everybody. And it just shows you the. I, I don't want to say selfishness. Like, do you feel like Ethel Red made Ethel Fled go to this, you know, area yes. because he, he owns her and you're going to go because I demand you go? No, I think actually when they said we want Ethel Fled as a trophy, like we want her, mm-hmm. I think that's why Ethel Red brought her. I think Ethel Red wants Ethel Fled to be taken. I think he wants war. And I think that he knows if Ethel fled. I mean, he is, he's Prince Hans. He doesn't care if Elsa and Anna die. He act, that's actually what he wants. That's true. That's a good point. So if, if Ethel fled dies, oh, Whatever. well, I'm yeah, still so like what? Prince of Wessex. Sure. Yeah, you know? exactly. I married into the family. I've got all these rights. And now, because that's what they're saying. He and his bowl haircut friend want war. Yeah. They want all this bad stuff to yep. happen. Yep, him and Lloyd Christmas. Yes. <laughs> he will now forever be known as Lloyd Christmas. So... I think that they're here for. I know that you had even said maybe he's in cahoots with Egfried. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not against that. It didn't look it in this episode. He truly did look shocked. So maybe yes. he's got some great acting skills. So I don't know if he's in cahoots with them, but I don't think he's going to mind that they stole Ethel Flood. I think yeah. I think he's going to be like, okay, well, you know, well, now I get to go to war. And this is going to set up a great conflict. Do they get captured? Do Tura. Thora, whatever her name Tura, is, yep. okay, Black Swan, and Black Swan. and Princess Ethel fled. Yes. Do you think they get stolen? Because I think Absolutely. when Princess Ethel fled was running through the nope. woods, she saw Tora, and then she saw three figures, and I don't yeah. think those are her friends. They they're not her friends. She's totally getting captured. Yeah. And it's gonna end up being Uhtred who rescues her. It's not gonna be Ethel Red. I totally agree. And and agree. and when Uhtred finds out what Ethel Red has done to Ethel fled. 
Because, oh, listen, I am all, again, all on the Gisela train. A hundred percent. Give me all the Gisela. But I told you from the beginning, Ethel Fled is the dark horse. Totally the dark horse. I mean, horse. she just needs to age up a little bit, so it's totally not rocking the cradle. Yes, that's true. Like she, give her a couple of years. Telling you, she's the dark horse. And Uhtred, I, I'm here Uhtred's for got it. feelings. I, I'm telling you, Uhtred's got feelings. They may be subtle. They may be soft. No, but he likes her. He knows yeah. that she's a, a warrior at heart, that she's smart, and she likes him, too. She calls him her lucky charm. Yes. So there's definitely mutual. Even if, here, I will say this. Even if there's not romance and, like, lovemaking and all that kind of stuff, the more that she can come to power, yeah. I think that there is definitely a great level of respect. I think that maybe there could even be some chemistry. Yep. But I, I do. I hope that I hope that she gets taken in by these Danes and that she's just like, oh, bring it. Like, I'm here. I'm here to soak up the culture. I'm mm-hmm. here to learn some more fighting stuff. Um, maybe she joins up with Uhtred and says, you don't need my dad. I know everything. You want Beb and Burr? I got you. Yeah, maybe. That's a good one, Mary. My dad just let me be a pawn. I got you. I want breeds. I want a sexy dress. Can I come live with you guys? Is she going to be as sexy as Isol? Can she marry Finnin? Oh! oh! Yes. I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. They can have just like bestie couples. They can go out for date nights together. They can celebrate Valentine's Day and she's together. she's like, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to be the sexiest one. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to wear the red dress. <laughs> Thanks. Mic drop. Okay. Um, speaking of Ethel Fled, I too do want to say- I do. <laughs> way She's too much She's probably dead by next episode. And we're like, <laughs> Drew, see, once again, She's this is the optimist. Finish. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> optimism in me. <laughs> like they're going to have a farm and have ducks and have the donkey to protect the sheep. And then, they, you know. <laughs> um. Ethel fled. I mm-hmm. loved that Bianca did not make her d- drink that drink. And I said that. That was my good. I know. But there was something subtle here, too. Before he slaps the drink away, he looks at Tura. Mm-hmm. And Tura looks at him, and she just gives him this look of like, dude, you can't. Come on now. And I like that they made a big deal out of this. Mm-hmm. Again, every shot, every scene, every line has to have purpose. Has to. If you don't have purpose, it should not be in your story. Agreed. You think about it. He must think about Tura and what happened to her oh, under Itishay Sven yes. and, 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 and what's his name? Kiartan. And he now knows how awful Ethelred has been. He doesn't, he doesn't even have a clue, but he knows that there has definitely been mistrust, that he's talking badly about her. He can yeah, see well, her demeanor. Ethelfled says, you know, he's not been. Kind. She says that like, after he knocks the cup over. Are you sure? Yeah. You hundred sh- percent sure? I thought so because I thought that when that happened, he's like, "Are you all right?" And Tara comes up, and they're all like, "All right." Okay. Now that now that we just did something shady, like be honest with us. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it happens before, okay. it, but I'm willing to be wrong. I'm hundred. No can, matter what, they're all honest with each other. Yeah, and I like that he looks at Tara and says. I'm not making Ethel Ethel Flett yes. go through all yes. this. I'm not because I saw what happened to, to Tura yes. and that ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And he's known Ethel Flett his her whole life, right. and he says that like this isn't who she is. So no. And, and when he says, "God, may God strike me yes. down," and there's this great moment of where he just kind of stands he, there and waits. Kind of stands there and waits, and he has this little wry smile, like "Thank you, Ding. thank you." <laughs> yes. Um, just good stuff. Agreed. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this episode, my darling? No, I just will continue to say thank you to all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. I'm here for the show. I'm here for it, baby. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, actually, I got some listener feedback. You ready yes, for it? All right. I am. This one comes from Kelly. She says, absolutely hey, love hearing your process and thoughts as you watch this show, Marion Blake. Knowing what comes ahead, I grin as I listen to some of your thoughts about future plot lines and look forward to hearing your reactions to them. There's so much ahead. Like you said, how they plow through the action and time in the series. And I agree that the episode just done, where they take Dunholm, is one where we see lots of growth in the characters. And yes, Mary, watch out for Brita. She is awesome. Yes. I believe you'll come to enjoy Finnan and Citric as well as time I goes on. Do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Team Finnick. Oh. 
man, team. He doesn't Finnick. wear too much eyeliner. Like Uhtred's totes, you know, Green Day eyeliner level. <laughs> green Day. He is. <laughs> oh, you know what? So say we all. Uh, um, let's see. As time goes on, while Alfred is not necessarily the most exciting character. The bastard thinks. And I think he just brings a level of gravity to, of acting to the show. David Dawson, who plays him, is really good in this role. And by the way, Kelly, I would totally agree. David Dawson has hit it out of the pack in, 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 in this role. I think he's been really good. Uh, I just laugh with all your labels for all the people, Prince Hans and the other princesses and the drunk nephew. You guys are just great. Aww, thank and I, you. I agree that Father Biak is truly awesome and love that he is your Hagrid. Hild is also excellent. And yes, everyone needs a Hild. Anyway, I just want to say She's thanks. She's my Hedwig. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for doing this podcast. You're a wizard, Harry. As I believe it's a show a lot of people overlook. I don't have local friends who have watched it to discuss with, so I thoroughly enjoy listening to your takes. So we're here for. And I hope the school year is a great one for your littles and that Thank you are you. blessed throughout the rest of the year. Thank, Thank you, you, Kelly. I appreciate that. This one comes from Leah. She says, There was no official church ban on priests marrying until the Second Lateral Council held in 1139. Okay. And it took a couple of hundred years after that to completely stamp it out. Before yeah. then, but only was it common for priests to wed and have children, but it was also common for them to hand down their positions and offices to their sons. I mean, why not? So you'd have monasteries that were basically like little dynasties. So Father Biaka did not have to give up his job or position why in order not? to marry. I know, right? You're like you get this, you're like you're fed, you get clothes, you're taken care of, you're protected. Yep, I'm here for it. Uh, all right, you got a... Um... Destined to be theory of the week. Yeah, I think Ethel Flood's going to be down with the. Wait, wait, I, I gotta, I gotta. Oh. We got things to do here. We gotta get a look at the document. Have we <laughs> just wanted to remind you that this destined to be theory of the week is brought to you by the Marion Blake store. By the way, we have a whole new line of the Last Kingdom merch. So, Ooh. oh, if you want your Destiny is All shirts and Team Utrid shirts and Positive Vibes only shirts, trust me, you want to go to the MarionBlakeStore.com. All right, Mary, now it is time. Let's do it. My destined to be theory is that Ethelfled loves braids. <laughs> Give that girl some braids. The hair is meant for braids. Some fishtail, some little like mini ones with some beads, maybe a bone. I'm here for it. You, you know, I, I've already I, Pinterest made a board of like what she would look like with Dane hair. <laughs> Pagan her up. Like it'd be like how how could you do it? Like the print me like a pagan hashtag print me like a print me like print a, me like a pagan <laughs> <laughs> makeover <laughs> that's my that's my theory print me like a <laughs> yeah you're oh welcome oh that's my theory oh man that was good stuff mary that was you? good stuff all right mine oh <sighs> What is mine? What is mine? Shall we? Um, <sighs> you don't have one. It's fine. Just move no, on. No, no, no. I got one. I no, got one. I've got a feeling. Ooh, Thank you. That tonight's gonna be a good night. <laughs> at, I, I've got a feeling that Alfred is totally, totally gonna lay the blame on all of this stuff that happened at the end of the episode. Low hanging fruit, fruit, Blake. On Uhtred. low hanging fruit. Why is that? That's called you didn't have a destined to be theory, and you're just like, um, um. <laughs> there's gonna be a fight, a war soon. That's my theory. Get out of here. Uhtred's gonna get in trouble. Listen, it's not. It's not a flaming hot take. Okay, it's not flaming. We're not. We're not Chernobyl Ice level. Cold. All right. All right. All, all right, right. All right. Like, listen, this is a somewhat. This is a somewhat microwave take. Okay, I will give you that. But you know that Alfred's totally going to lay this the blame on like Uhtred. This is like a thawed out accidentally because we lost electricity. <laughs> Take. Fine. Here we go. I got another thing for no, you. No, you just pulled this one out of no, your No, I got another too. one mm-hmm. for you. Leah Fritsch's nephew, who has all of a sudden come into Hashtag the group. random. Random guy. Hi, just so you know, I'm going to be important in an episode or two. <laughs> and you owe me. Someone from Team Uhtred is going to die. And my thought is going to be Clapper. I think it's, oh, 
clap or whatever, he reminds me of my friend's skeezy dad. So he can totally die. He totally can, okay? That's a good point. That was so gross and awkward. I'm all set. No sleepovers at her house. (laughs) Um, You know who I think is going to die? Who? Uh, the little guy who wants to get married and live happily. Citric? Citric. You think Citric croaks? I think he dies right before his wedding. Goodbye. <sighs> Whatever. Like, okay, I thought he was going to have a moment because he was upset about Kiartan's death. That hasn't come to fruition. Why are you here? Move on. You're not hot like Finnan. That's a, that's a, Citric is a good looking dude. Not as hot as Finnan. I would agree with okay? you. I would agree with like, you. Like, you could be like, oh, you're cute. And then Finnick came in and you're like, hmm. Sorry. It's like baked potato. I like you, but loaded baked potato. Yeah. Yeah. With mussels. Loaded Sour baked potato cream, with mussels and an Irish and accent. Some, some chives. Yeah. That's the Irish nachos. Thanks. <laughs> Goodbye, Citric. You can die. Yeah, basic. You are Clappa. I would prefer Clappa. Yeah, I think Clapa can be gone. I think Clapa croaks. Clapa, though, if Clapa dies, he's going to have a really gruesome, sad death, kind of like when the mountain died in Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, yes. Because you can't kill a man like that. Oh, he ain't going down easy. No, it's going to be ugly. He needs like he needs, an he needs like death. four dudes, an upper, or like like something gross. Yeah, like stomach intestines coming out yeah. or like and you know they're not afraid to do that stuff. or maybe he's like half cut up but he still is moving yeah, you know he just right. he's unstoppable <laughs> all right he's basically the mountain that's what it is yeah <laughs> all right let's uh let's close this bad boy out shall okay. we All right, friends. So here we are. Hopefully brought some levity to your day. We want to thank you so much, first and foremost, for listening to us. Uh, Blake and I just love connecting with you. So now you can always email us at maryandblake at gmail.com. We do have an exclusive Facebook community. Mary and Blake have, Media at gmail.com. Yeah, Mary and Blake Media at gotta gmail.com. Got to get the branding Sorry, right. I totally get it wrong. Protect the um, shield, Marvin. Uh, we have an exclusive Facebook community. Just search Mary and Blake on Facebook request to join us we would love to have you there um, and we do want to let you know that this podcast is also partially sponsored by minutewithmary.com if you like makeup or skincare or have some questions and want to try some new things out in addition to podcasting I love to help people feel more confident and creative when it comes to their makeup so just search the hashtag minutewithmary start to follow me and I will hopefully meet up with you soon and help you on out and of course as always we want to thank all the members that join the nerdclan.com thank you so much and if we do bring Lumos in your time of Knox, and we do bring value to your uh, viewing of The Last Kingdom, please do consider becoming a member at jointhenerdclan.com, an official NerdClan member where you get tons of amazing bonuses and 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 extras and stuff that we do, uh, including our uh, knee-jerk reactions, which has become a crowd favorite at jointhenerdclan.com. We just did one for Malignant, the movie, uh, that came out on HBO Max, so you don't want to miss out on that. I didn't watch it. Well, you you started it and then you stopped it, yes. which was totally fine. Yes, um, which I understood. Yes. Uh, Mary's not a big fan of horror movies, so I get it. Um, so do please become a member at jointhenerdclan.com. We are looking to get a new computer. We are looking to get a thousand members there, and if we do get a thousand members, we can get some new equipment. So thank you so much uh, for considering joining the Nerd Clan. So thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. That's it, Marvin. That's all I got. We got this. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. <laughs>